1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning. John Osterland here with you. So police in Alabama just uh, announced that FedEx packages have been found in the woods at a second Alabama site Federal Express Uh, That that's uh, one of the main Ways We get packages delivered to us at our home at our office is Federal Express I know UPS does a lot uh the united states post service does a lot usps um but in this case in jemison alabama nearly two dozen federal express packages have been found dumped in the woods along a rural road in an alabama town about 75 miles uh, from a ravine where hundreds of undelivered FedEx packages, FedEx parcels, previously were discovered. (laughs) Police said that yesterday. Boy, uh, you know, if you're somebody who works for Federal Express, this isn't a good time to have a mental... Health breakdown. You mean go postal? Mm. Here we are on the second day of December. The next uh two to three weeks, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be getting more packages than than they've than they've ever seen because of uh Christmas. I wonder if it's one of
3: those deals where the people now have to go in the woods to see if one of if, if one of their packages is there. You know, like, yeah, I was expecting a package from FedEx, but I never got it. Maybe it's in these Alabama woods. Let's go traverse the woods to make sure our package is there. And what do they do with the package? Like, if you just go pick them up and...
2: Well, the police are picking these up, Coleman. And they say, we are in the process of contacting officials with FedEx so they can investigate this situation and contact their customers. You know, when I left my apartment this morning, there was a uh, folded piece of paper stuck in my door that 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 hit the ground when I when I opened the door to leave my place this morning. And I live in an apartment building, and in that piece of paper, it said, "Some residents of 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 our building." are complaining because they have had packages stolen from our building. I can see that. And and, and our building said, yeah, I mean, because we've got, I mean, you get out of the first floor, there's the hundred mailboxes or whatever it is that you use your key to open up to, to, to get your mail, but they, they leave packages right there on the first floor. And evidently, over the last few days, people have been stealing packages. And and probably people who live in our building are, are stealing packages that have been delivered for other people who live in our building. I just read, Coleman, where going into December in our country, we've already had over 200 million packages stolen. Right. Uh, porch pirate. And I, and
3: I never understood why, you know, delivery service just don't make that extra effort to just either go up to the apartment and knock on the door. I've had that, you know, uh, when we had the little lockdown in 2020, I had to start ordering stuff online because yeah, I couldn't just go to the store and get it. But it always bothered me that they would literally just leave the package in the door and drive off. They would knock on the door. They wouldn't ring the doorbell. They wouldn't do anything to indicate that, hey, your package is here. You might want to get it. They literally just put it in front of your door. and They put dri- it on your
2: front stoop if and, you and have they, a house. And
3: they drive off. And, and, yeah. and uh I think it was a week ago I got a package in front of my house, and it wasn't mine. I had to go to the neighbor's house to where the, with the true address really was, you know, But I made the extra effort. I knocked on the door. I rung the doorbell. They didn't come. They was inside. It must have was in their backyard or something. But at least I rang the doorbell before I left the package there. I was going to hand it to them, but they never came to the door. And I I would always think if I was a a postal person, if there's a package that clearly can't fit in the mailbox at at an apartment, I wouldn't mind going up to the third floor, the fourth floor, wherever the hell, and just putting it, you know, at least make the effort to see if they're home. But I guess that comes from me being a delivery driver. You know, one of my uh, delivery driver days, I would you know have to knock and wait for the people to come get their food. And I don't see why the package deliveries can't do the same exact thing. Just go up to the apartment, knock on the door, and see if they're home. You know, it can't fit in the mailbox.
2: Yeah, well, and uh, again, I just saw that in in my building this morning. The management of my building uh, left a piece of paper hold it up in everybody's door saying, "Hey, hey, what the hell's going on. What's the matter with you? Um, we, we can't have that behavior in this in this apartment building here in new orleans we We, we can't have people having their packages stolen, but how could you prevent it if, if The most you can
3: do is if you know you ordered a package, you have to sit in front of the mailbox till it comes. That's the only way to prevent people just taking no,
2: it. no, you can you can contact wh- who's ever shipping the package because because who's ever shipping the package usually sends emails or text messages saying, this is the day that your package is going to be delivered. Now you don't know exactly what time, um, yeah. but you shouldn't you shouldn't have to stand. In front of your mailbox, if if you live in an apartment building like me, you, you shouldn't have to stand there for hours on end, waiting for uh, waiting for your package. You live in a house with a front stoop, so uh. But this particular case that I'm, you've got packages from one delivery company, FedEx that are are, are, have now been found in the woods in alabama uh, for for a second time
3: must be uh, a disgruntled employee
2: yeah well this isn't the time for people who work at a place like fedex to get disgruntled this isn't the time for them to have uh, mental health breakdowns and, and start driving their van uh into the woods and, and throwing packages into the woods they they it's it's happened now twice with federal express and and you know, they they said they're going to they're going to along with the police who contacted fedex fedex said they're going to do what they have to, to 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 get those packages out of the woods and in front of people's uh, mailboxes or, or front doors. This text says, FedEx
3: literally leaves package in the middle of my driveway.
2: That's horrible.
3: <laughs> I could believe that, though. This is right there in front of the driveway. Screw it if you
2: got to pull up anything. Outside of FedEx and UPS and the United States Postal Service, the USPS, who else delivers packages? Amazon
3: Amazon delivers packages. Yeah. yeah. Amazon does it too. They don't they don't knock or ring on the they plop it in front of the uh, door and drive off. Don't say hi, bye, nothing.
2: All right, out of those four, add add Amazon to that list who delivers packages. There's oh. not there's not very many <laughs> others. Yeah, nah, you're right. It sucks. Um so uh, well, well, whether whether it's porch pirates whether it's whether it's delivery drivers who are losing their crap upstairs and end up throwing packages in the in the in the woods um they, this can't be as we're moving in now here today being December 2nd on the time of the season christmas season where th- there's going to be more packages in the mail uh than at any other time during the during the year. So, I just hope they, uh... I have friends who get a lot of things delivered, some right here in Louisiana, and they'll order something and it's supposed to come out of Kentucky, it ends up in Michigan, because they, they can track, they, they can track their packages. And, and my friend in Louisiana is like, wait a minute. I just ordered this from, it's coming from Kentucky. What the hell is it doing up in Michigan? Michigan has enough of their own problems right now. They they don't need my package going through there to come back down here to Louisiana.
3: Ah, this text says DHL. Yep, they also deliver packages.
2: You know, maybe we'll need some more companies uh, delivering packages because if... if you got FedEx packages found in the woods at a second site in Alabama. Um,
3: yeah, check this out. Yeah, Coleman, knock and wait for all 500 packages that you have for the day. Yes. Yes, you do. I mean, not, not I'm not saying wait a whole 30 minutes, but at least make the effort and knock before you leave. Once again, when I worked for delivery, we had 500 orders a day. You knock on the door. They show up. If they take too long, you try to call. You, yes, you make an extra effort. You do, I would, even if it is 500 packages a day, I wouldn't make the extra, I'm not saying stay there for the entire hour and you know, I'm just saying make an extra effort than just sitting it in front of the door and leaving. That's all I'm saying.
2: Well, if you have a house like you and the wrong package it's a, is on your front stoop, and it's supposed to be across the street, obviously everybody who that happens to should walk across the street put the package on their front stoop you see the address right there and then knock on their front door or ring their bell and then you leave yeah but he,
3: yeah yeah i left i didn't sit there and wait for them to open the door but I, but it makes me wonder how many times the delivery driver put a package in front of the wrong person's door and he never went to bring it back they just said screw it it's my package now well that sucks
2: uh one of the one of the issues w- w- with living in 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 a, in a world where you can never get off your couch order something to be delivered to your house and uh
3: that's why i just go buy the stuff i just go to best buys go to walmart and i drive with it old school like
2: that well hopefully this fedex driver or whoever this person is that is throwing the the fedex packages in the woods in alabama hopefully they can get their uh, mental health Taken care of. Um, all right. We have a lot to get to on the show this morning. Uh, coming up, a woman said she accidentally put her baby up for sale on Facebook. You, you're you not allowed to sell babies on Facebook. Also, um, Tony Romo is by far the highest paid sportscaster in the world. And now you've got other guys who do the same job he does, guys like Chris Collinsworth and Troy Aikman, who are looking for Tony Romo money. Hang out with us. And speaking of football, tonight, Thursday night football. Again, the Saints play Thursday night again here at home against the Dallas Cowboys, and it looks like it's finally some time. Uh, hang out with us. we got a lot to get to on the show this morning here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only, Classic Rock Station.
4: Call from Mom. Answer it.
0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning. I'm John Osterland. Major League Baseball uh, is on strike right now. Last night, a work stoppage started as the owners locked out the players. It's the first time that Major League Baseball has come to a work stoppage since 1994. Um... They're looking, the the players want a new collective bargaining agreement. And and so here we are for the first time in 26 years, 27 years, that there is a, uh, there's a strike. Now as far as major league baseball is concerned, good thing it's happening now here in the beginning of December and it's not happening during the season. You know, and and you look at you look at the money that major league baseball players make. And you just scratch your head and you think to yourself, how could they? How could they possibly go on strike when they make so much money for playing a game? Um, but the commissioner of Major League Baseball, a guy named Rob Manfred, said we believe that an off-season lockout is the best mechanism to protect the 2022 season. We hope that the lockout will jumpstart the negotiations and get us to an agreement that will allow the season to start on time. This defensive lockout was necessary because the Players Association's vision of uh, for Major League Baseball would threaten the ability of most teams to be competitive. The two sides were far apart on key economic issues and management negotiations left the union's hotel nine hours before the deal lapsed. Major League Baseball's 30 controlling owners then held a brief digital meeting to reaffirm their lockout decision. So, the the two sides, the players and the owners, in Major League Baseball, aren't close, and and that's why the the lockout started last night. Right. Uh, again, the the last thing Major League Baseball needs is to go on strike and and. So I'm
3: a, I'm a bit confused of how all this works. So the the players are basically asking for more money, from. <clears throat> the owners of the Major League Baseball as the franchise, or are the players in the owners want more money from MLB? I,
2: I, I'm no, conf- the 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 players need a a collective bargaining agreement. What the hell is a collective bargaining? Agreement? It's a new it's a, it's a new contract.
3: Oh, okay, because the word "collective" makes it seem like something all the players get in. I I don't. It just sounds confusing to me. I'm, I'm the the wordage, and I don't know what none of that means.
2: Walt <laughs> Coleman, the the Baseball players, right? They're they're looking for more money.
3: All right, I, I figured that part out. Okay, so that's it. That's what a collective bargaining
2: agreement is: just more money for all the players. Yeah, the players oh, okay. need to come up with that from the owners, all right. and and the owners and the players have to agree. Um, I, I, again, major league baseball players make so much bleeping money that it's hard to believe that they're that they're looking for more. You think they're comparing themselves to how other players get paid in
3: other leagues like the NBA or the NFL. They can't
2: do that. They they, they can't do that because major league baseball is not nearly as popular as the NFL or the NBA. The NFL is is the most is the most popular, right? Um and coming in second is the NBA and I'm talking about the 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 leagues that have the most people following them and and that that make the most money
3: right so it makes me wonder what the following that the MLB has compared to the NBA or the NFL are they just looking for more based on what they think that they're worth within the organization, not compared to how other athletes are getting paid? Yeah, they're, they're trying to
2: get as much money for themselves as they, as they possibly can. And the owners are saying, what you're asking for won't work with us because we're the ones who pay the bills. We see what's coming in and what you're asking for. And, and, and we, can't, we can't give you what you're looking for. You need to come down. A, a, a little bit that's what that's what's going on um and now I, I just told you what the What the Commissioner of, of Major League Baseball said the man who's in charge of the Major League Baseball Players Association the players his name is Tony Clark he used to be a player He said, this drastic and unnecessary measure will not affect the players' resolve to reach a fair contract. He's talking about the owners pulling the lockout last night. He said, we remain committed to negotiating a new collective bargaining agreement that enhances competition, improves the product for our fans, and advances the rights and beliefs of our membership." But again, no, nothing like this has happened since the mid '90s, and uh, and and here we are this morning. This text says, "I say put the players on commission. They play a kid's game." Yeah, the start of the lockout last night meant, and what it means is baseball teams are freezing signings of free agent players. Um. The cancellation of the league's annual winter meetings, and players being prohibited from team workout facilities and weight rooms, with the possibility of ticket sales being put on ice, until an agreement is reached. So, what happens if they don't reach an agreement? They're just not going to play the season. Yeah, they 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 won't play, and, hmm. and and they and they won't get paid.
3: From a sports point of view, let's say MLB skips a season. How many people would actually notice when you got football and basketball and all this other stuff going on?
2: Well, right now it's not that big of a deal because <laughs> those other two sports are are playing. Yeah, and and it's it's off season for Major League Baseball. But once we get into twenty twenty two, and then you know w- once we see uh, February, March, wait a minute, w- what do you mean there's still a lockout in Major League Baseball? That's when people are gonna wanna see players show up to spring training and, uh, and and start getting ready for for the very, very long baseball season. I'm willing to make that
3: sacrifice as long as I don't have to see the Houston Astros on my screen.
2: Yeah, I know, you had a radio job where one of your gigs was to be on the board for Houston Astros games, and, and, and those games always uh, went a lot longer than you wanted. You got stuck where you were a lot longer than you ne- wanted to be, but that's that's the job you took.
3: Yeah, I'm still bitter about it.
4: <laughs>
3: this text says those
2: guys need to join the elevator union. Whatever that is. Well, they won't make as much money as part of the elevator union as as uh, as as they would if they were major league baseball players.
3: Do we ever get this lockout stuff from, like, the WNBA, or do they know they place in the hierarchy of sports?
2: The the WNBA is nothing.
3: They (laughs) they, they don't make any money. But they appreciate what they get, and they still play, right?
2: Well, they, they kind of appreciate what they get. They complain about it, but they still play. Um... again the the players are looking for a minimum salary increase right now that is five hundred and seventy thousand five hundred dollars a year uh that's if you uh that's the basic minimum salary if if you make it to a major league baseball team um they're also they're also looking for um They they're looking for the teams to spend more money to pay players. Uh, they're looking for a a spending floor of a hundred million dollars in salary than salaries for teams. Um. They said that baseball is the only sport with three hundred million dollars in guaranteed contracts. Without a salary cap, max deals, rights of first refusal, or franchise tags, so the, again the players' association they 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 want more. They're asking for more, and the owners are saying no. And and the owners are the ones last night who um who who locked out. The players. That's why it's a, it's a lockout. The owners have locked out the players because they think the what the players are asking for is uh, ridiculously too high. Every time I hear about whether it's a job or a sport like this where uh,
3: the players may go on strike or they may not work, sort of like the uh, when the writers go on strike for TV shows, I always volunteer my services for half price. So if these baseball players can't get what they want. I would gladly be a pitcher for half what the base salary is. You're I'll not, be a pitcher, a catcher, whatever. I'll be I'll, I'll be a shortstop. But whatever the base pay is, I'll do it for half. You're not the only one, Coleman. Um,
2: and you know, you look at this, and then you look at our country as a whole. How so many businesses are short-staffed right now? They are looking for employees. They're they they can't find employees, and uh, employees are 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 looking for more money. That's what. That's what. That's what they're looking for, right? now. Offer you a lot of salary space. <laughs> All right, coming up on the show this morning, we got a lot to get to tonight. The Saints play here in the in the Caesar Superdome against the Dallas Cowboys. They're playing back to back Thursday night games, and it looks like it's uh, finally Taysom time. It looks like Taysom Hill is uh, is is going to start. He's had uh, some injury issues, but it looks like uh, th- tonight's a go for him. Um, that and and Tony Romo is by far the highest paid sportscaster in the United States, and now there are other. He, he's a, he's a color analyst, and 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 now there are other color analysts like Chris Collinsworth and and Troy Aikman, who are looking for Tony Romo money, um. And 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 they may walk. Uh, hang out with us. We we got a lot to get to on the show this morning here on Bayou ninety five point seven New Orleans only classic rock station Bayou ninety five point seven New Orleans only classic rock station. You whose know birthday it is today. Happy fortieth birthday to Britney Spears. It's a big one. The big four zero, the international pop star, from Tangipahoa Parish, from Kentwood. And maybe this year, uh, she'll be able to spend as much money as she wants to spend on her on her on her birthday because the conservatorship, her father has been keeping an eye on her money, uh, that that's that's over with now. You know who Britney Spears shares a birthday with? Who that? You know who else's birthday it is today? Charles Manson family member Tex Watson is seventy-six. Tex Watson is the guy that killed the people. Charles Manson never himself physically killed the people those back-to-back nights. It, it It was Tex Watson, and he just turned 76 years old, and that guy has had several children in prison. There's women that go see him to do sex with. Um, but for all the crazy people that want to send Tex Watson a birthday present, he's registered at Blood, Bath, and Beyond. (laughs) Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. You know, Pat Benatar right there. Good morning. John Osterlin here. You know... She, when she got started, she hooked up with her guitar player, a guy named Neil Geraldo. And not only did they start writing songs together, he he, he wrote a lot of the stuff. But they, they ended up falling in love with each other and getting married. And to this day, they're still married. They're basically called the Romeo and Juliet of rock. Now, Pat Bennett is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right now, if you can believe that. She should be. She had several big songs that radio played and still plays. And, you know, I I look at those two, and, you know, she said... She never wanted to be a solo artist. She didn't want to be Pat Benatar. She said when she hooked up with Neil Geraldo and, and they ended up And by the way, do you do you know that Neil Geraldo is the man who played guitar on the Rick Springfield song Jesse's Girl? Hmm. Yeah, when they were recording that song, they didn't think Rick Springfield was a good enough guitar player. Neil Geraldo just happened to be hanging around. They're like, dude, could you play guitar on on this song, Jesse's Girl? Um, but Pat Benatar, she wanted she wanted more to 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 be the front person of a band of a rock band instead of being Pat Benatar. She wa- she wanted her and Neil Horrado to be like,
3: Sonny like and Cher,
2: Lennon and McCartney, <laughs> Page and Plant. Jagger and Richards. She wanted them to be looked at like that. Like a duo? Yeah, like a songwriting oh, okay. duo. Like a songwriting a powerhouse Argentina songwriting duo. But um, you know, Pat Benatar should definitely be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, you know, you look at they had a lot of hits, her husband and her wrote. A lot of hits. But nobody will ever talk about you know, Geraldo and Benatar like they talk about Lennon and McCartney and like they talk about Jagger and Richards and like they talk about Plant and Page.
3: It's funny how they call Pat and Neil the Romeo and Juliet of rock just because they stayed together for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. Because Romeo and Juliet died before they got married. That's how that story ended. <laughs> this is the exact opposite
2: of Romeo and Juliet well they um, yeah, they had more success than Romeo and Juliet had uh, but uh, she's she's something else because she never ever did a lot of interviews, she never she she all she did was rock that that's all she did she rocked with her with her husband
3: in and, the bedroom and on stage
2: and uh and Boy, she's, um, she desperately, desperately deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, but anyways, there is, there is Pat Benatar. And when I was a little kid, I used to hear her music cranking from the room next door to mine, my sister's bedroom. I have a sister who's older than I, I am, and, uh, and, and, that, that, was, that, that was one of her favorites. It, it, I found out about Pat Benatar through my older sister when I was a little kid. All right, coming up on the show. Uh, the actor who played Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini, I was just reading about how back when The Sopranos was having its run, HBO had to have an intervention for him. Because uh, they were worried he might not stay alive. I'm going to tell you about that. And he wasn't happy about that intervention. I'll tell you what he did. Uh, coming up next, we've got this morning's Big O. There's a football game in New Orleans tonight. The Dallas Cowboys are in town. And it looks like it's finally Taysom time. Um, hang out with us. we got a lot to get to on the show this morning. Here on Bayou 95.7.
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Bayou ninety-five point seven, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning. I'm John Osterland, and since it's a few minutes after seven, it's time for this morning's Big O. Nope, little late. Oh. 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 The Big O is a segment where I always want to get your take. And, and tonight, the Saints are trying to uh, end a four-game losing streak. They haven't lost five games in a row since when? What was it, 2005? and and the Dallas Cowboys are in town tonight without their head coach uh Mike McCarthy has he tested positive for covid uh, a, a few uh folks in the Cowboys organization recently tested positive and and, and so um the, the the Cowboys are in town tonight with without their head coach and it looks like Taysom Hill is going to be the starting quarterback because, I mean, you you go back a week, a week ago it was Thanksgiving, and the Buffalo Bills came in here, and the Saints looked awful. They 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 were horrible on Thanksgiving night, and. The the person who has been starting at quarterback, Trevor Simeon, you know, that first game when when Jameis Winston got hurt in the first quarter and Simeon came in and they won, that gave a lot of people some hope with Trevor Simeon. But the problem is in, in the in the four games he started since then, they haven't won any. They've they've lost them all. And in and in those games the the offense hasn't looked good.
3: Be honest, you were one of those people. You were on the Sime the Trevor Simeon train for a while.
2: Well, Coleman, if Sean Payton and the and the Saints coaching staff who are around these guys every day if, if, if he said, well, this is the guy that gives us the best chance to win these games, I, I, I wasn't the only one. I mean, I was excited when he played well in the game he replaced Jameis Winston. But the four games that he has started, the Saints haven't looked good. And and it's not as if he was getting better in each game. It's only really getting worse. The, the, the game against Buffalo one week ago was awful. And plus, Taysom Hill hasn't really been healthy the last few weeks. I don't know exactly when Taysom Hill banged up his foot. I know he got a concussion and he was so good at being the Swiss Army knife playing the different positions, but something has to something has to change and and so he will he will get a shot tonight from as as far as we could tell as long as he's healthy enough yeah the
3: worst case scenario is he he gets in starts and bangs his foot up a little bit more. You know, this is a tough call. Like you said, uh, Trevor Simeon has not been looking better and better each game. He's looking worse, yet Taysom Hill has the questionable foot, and the foot is very vital for the quarterback position. So it seems like this is a lose-lose.
2: Well, look, this is the t- time of the season, Coleman. Now we're into December where where most guys in the NFL are banged up. Uh, t- You've you got to be able to play if you're not 100%. That's the NFL, and the Saints tonight are a four and a half point underdog at home. so the las Vegas and and the gambling elite they uh they they think the Cowboys should win the game tonight by at least five points. I'm kind of curious to why no
3: one has mentioned Ian Book's name this entire time. You know, we're looking for a quarterback. Every time we think, well, should we get somebody from another, you know, another organization to come in? Maybe we can recruit somebody, trade somebody. But nobody's like, let's see what Ian Book can do. What else do we have to lose? Nah, at this point?
2: he's a he, he's a rookie. The Saints are still technically fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah, you you. you they 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 want to go with the with the player who they think will give them the best chance to win the football game and And that was Trevor Simeon as far as the Saints coaches were concerned. but but now it looks like that's going to be taysom Hill and he and he got that new contract that pays him a lot more money if he's the starting quarterback. Like so then that, that if he's the Swiss Army knife. So this text
3: says does that mean Hill gets his 90 million now?
2: Well, that's a, that's a good question. They're going to have to do the math. Now that he's got this new contract, how many games is he playing quarterback? Uh, how many games is he starting quarterback? And uh and because he's he he gets paid again, it's a 90 million dollar contract he signed. If he's the starting quarterback. If he's not the starting quarterback, if he's the Swiss Army Knife like he's been, he gets paid $40 million.
3: This text says, all this means now is that receivers will be dropping the ball thrown from
2: Taysom. That's the other thing. The Saints have a historically bad wide receiving core this year. You look at their statistics, their numbers, they are as bad as any wide receiving group. That the Saints have ever had, let alone in the NFL.
3: So the team is banged up. We don't have a starting quarterback. Our QB2 has a questionable foot. Our QB3 has been looking worse these games. We don't know if Alvin Kamara's playing tonight. We don't know if Alvin Kamara's playing. Our injury list is long. What, did, what, what, what is Dallas bringing in, other than they don't have their head coach? What kind of flaws are they going in? You've been paying attention to Dallas. You've been paying attention to all the games, really. So what, what does Dallas bring to the table? What are their flaws? What, well, what kind uh, of-
2: until two weeks ago, the Dallas Cowboys were in the top four or five teams in the NFL, according to the NFL Power Rankings. They've lost their last two games. They haven't had their best two wide receivers speaking of the saints wide receivers problems um those last two games but the cowboys will get them back tonight they have one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl they have a top three or four quarterback in the league in dak prescott louisiana native all right how are they running
3: backs looking though dallas
2: they're looking really good Ugh. ezekiel elliott and tony pollard are looking very very good
3: it seems like the only weapon to Orleans- all at this point right well, Kamara's and, and, questionable. Mark Ingram, he's the only one that's done a full practice but, when it comes to the starters. But
2: but he wasn't even healthy uh, for the for the last last game. He um trying to find a glimmer of, of hope. I know.
3: <laughs> like the, uh, we're trying to find light at the end of the tunnel, but the flashlight batteries are going
2: dead. And our King of the Bayou uh, contest. Uh, how many people are picking the Saints to win tonight over? The Dallas Cowboys.
3: Whew, that's a tough one, John. Luckily, we have until about what ten minutes before kickoff to make a decision.
2: Yeah. So uh, if 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 you're listening tonight, are you giving the same if you're if you're listening right now, I want you to text us. Are you giving the Saints much of a chance to win tonight? Again, again, Vegas, the odds makers, the 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 NFL know-it-alls, they have made the Dallas Cowboys a four and a half point favorite in tonight's game in here in New Orleans. Are are you happy that Taysom Hill is getting a a, a shot to 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 earn the the ninety million instead of just the the forty million?
3: Yeah, and if you still have faith in our boys going into tonight's game, please explain why. I'm trying to find some kind of glimmer of hope. I want to have faith. So you have an explanation of why you think the Saints will win. Please explain it to me. Yeah, I don't like their
2: chances tonight. I know it's not looking good, but anything can happen. So text us, 504-260-9595. Please keep your text short. If it's good, we'll read it coming up next on the show. And please never ever text while you're driving d do do you, do you like the the saints chances tonight to win and are you are you happy that taysom Hill is going to get a chance to make ninety million dollars instead of and just the paltry forty million dollars <laughs> uh your texts on this coming up tonight i'm I'm not liking their chances. Um what say you? Here on Bayou 95.7 New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7 New Orleans only classic rock station. I watched a fantastic documentary The Beatles Get Back. It's um it's on Disney Plus and what i found so amazing about that documentary is that they would they would go into the the studio abbey road studios they they would go in mornings at 10 a.m. and they would work until 6 p.m. they would work from 10 to 6 and and they would they would write songs they would go over them over and over and over again and this documentary was uh filmed towards the end of their career but just the way they went into the studio and 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 the way they would put songs down and you know i i i saw an interview with john lennon where he was asked if he listens to the beatles music and he said no, he says I don't listen to Beatles music. He said because if I hear a song, a Beatles song, that is popular. He said all I think of is being in the studio, writing it, you know, arguing with with Paul McCartney and and uh, about working on that song. If if I hear a Beatles song, all I think about is the extremely hard work I put in to write that song and to get that song recorded and and to get it on an album. And when I was watching The Beatles, and by the way, it's a a three-part documentary. And all I think about now is them just, going to work like you and i go to work every day but they just happen to go into a studio and write songs that would be some of the greatest rock and roll ever ever written and and, and inspired so many people to start bands and and be in bands but i highly recommend that documentary it's called Get Back. the 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 Beatles Get Back, and it just came out, and and again, it's on Disney Plus. And if if you're a rock and roll fan, which I'm I'm sure you are, boy, that that's something that is extremely entertaining to watch them do their thing at that time. And and it looked like besides working, they did have a good time too. They they laugh a lot. There's a bunch of jokes and such, but uh, watch that when you when when you get the chance. If if you're a if you're a documentary fan like I'm a documentary fan, uh, the the Beatles Get Back is it, can't miss for rock and roll and documentary fans. Coming up next, your texts on tonight's Saints Cowboys game from the Caesar Superdome. Are you giving the Saints much of a chance? Do you like their chances? I, I don't like their chances tonight against the Cowboys. And are you excited to see Taysom Hill get the opportunity to start at quarterback? Because after losing four games in a row, the, 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 the Saints, they, they've got to do something different. And it looks like if he's healthy, tonight is, is Taysom time. Your texts on that are next. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning. John Osterland here with you. If you're just joining us this morning's Big O segment, it's about tonight's Saints game. The Dallas Cowboys are in town, and um, the Saints are trying to snap a four-game losing streak. Again, they haven't lost five in a row since 2005. And uh, the 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 Cowboys are a four and a half point favorite tonight. I'm not thrilled with the Saints' chances tonight. Taysom Hill, it looks like if he's if he's healthy, I, I know he's had uh, a foot problem. He, he he recently had a concussion, um, but it looks like he's set to start tonight in a game the Saints desperately need to win. I mean they're still hanging around for a, a playoff position. And and I asked you um if if you liked I asked you to text us if you liked if you like anything about tonight's game. Um and and the fact that that, that Taysom Hill now is gonna get a Going to get a chance to make that $90 million instead of that paltry $40 million. Um, That's what his unique contract says, the one he just signed. That's what he says he'll make, whether he plays quarterback or Swiss Army Knife. I asked you to text us.
3: Well, Green Bay Billy says, the Saints are going to get dominated by the Cowboys. Thanks, Billy. Big Al says, Taysom
2: Hill is going to win the game. I predict he will be the leading rusher. He very well could be. We don't know if Alvin Kamara is going to play tonight. He's a game-time decision. How
3: ironic would that be, the leading rusher with a, a faulty foot? Michael from Covington says, you got to give our boys a chance. New Orleans all the way. Randy from Ponchatoula uh, says, we've seen Taysom show out, and tonight if he shows out like he can, he'll get an extra $50 million. Taysom is going to show the hell out tonight, the Saints, by nine points. Wow. <laughs> Roy says, I pick the Saints every time, no matter who they're playing. I can't go against picking the Saints. Robbie says, as bad as I hate to say it, I take the Cowboys and the points. This text says, it depends on if the defense is healthy and shows up. That's a large factor right there. That's that's absolutely correct. Because our
2: defense, that's really going to be the key, no matter how well Taysom does. Well, I mean, they're going against one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL tonight, Dak Prescott, the Louisiana native, Uh, and and he's got, for the first time in a few weeks, he's got his best two wide receivers playing tonight, uh, Amani Cooper and uh, CeeDee Lamb, and Coleman, with our King of the Bayou, Mm -hmm. are you picking the Saints tonight?
3: (sighs) It's going to be a tough one. I'm going to reserve judgment until we get closer to the game. (laughs)
2: By the way, if you're if if you're listening and you haven't gotten in our King of the Bayou yet, you still should, because you could win weekly. the 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 weekly prize is fifty dollars, uh, for Zapardo's Family Market in Metairie, and uh, you, you pick the games. The new week starts tonight. There's no point spreads; just pick the winners. And if you pick the most winners, you will get that fifty bucks to go uh, to go spend at Zapardo's in Metairie. Just go to our website, Bayou957.com, click on the King of the Bayou box. That's me dressed as Elvis. I know I look like an idiot, but it only takes a few seconds to sign up. It's free. It don't cost nothing. And then just pick the games. The new week starts tonight with the uh, Cowboys-Saints game.
3: This text says the Saints win tonight. The D is tired of getting embarrassed, and Taysom brings just enough risk to let some good things happen in the flat and across the middle. It will be a slow grind, though. This text says Dallas has some O-line injuries. All right, that's a.
2: They do. It's just it was it was one week ago tonight on Thanksgiving night when the Buffalo Bills came in here, and and the, the Saints couldn't have looked any worse. This text says, uh, Taysom is giving us a win, 31-20.
3: This text says, we winning tonight. Who that? Because we're much healthier than last week. And this last text says, all I have to say is, I hate the Cowboys. I love the Saints. Go Taysom. I
2: would never give up on our Saints. I, I hope it's a competitive game tonight because because last week's game wasn't. Um, And, and I just, I, I I I would love to see. Taysom Hill kick some uh, some cowboy butt. I would I, w- I would love to see him do that tonight. And uh and and it would it would go a long way to him making ninety million dollars in the new contract he just signed instead of the uh the paltry forty million dollars if he's if he's not Q B one. And you know what's interesting? Someone, someone, one of the texters was wondering about Ian Book, the rookie, that the the quarterback that the uh, Saints drafted. Again, they're they're still technically fighting for for a playoff spot. I, I don't know if Sean Payton wants to go with with, with with a rookie in that situation. But you know who his who Ian Book's coach was for the last four years. The the, the next coach of LSU. Brian Kelly coach coached Ian Book for the last 4 years at Notre Dame and and Ian Book was really good at Notre Dame. That that doesn't that doesn't mean he's going to be really good as an as an NFL quarterback. Um but if the same if 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 they lose tonight and lose next week then I think you'll see you'll see Ian Book play some football because uh you you want to see what you have with the rookie that the Saints drafted. And this says doesn't this all say something about Jameis Winston? He wasn't great, but he was good. He was he was good enough. And the Saints were winning football games with Jameis Winston behind center. Um we'll see. We'll see what 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 happens tonight. And we'll see how Taysom Hill does, throwing the ball downfield. He's not proven doing that yet. But he seems to be proven doing everything else. So uh, go Saints. And again, if you haven't gotten in the King of the Bayou football challenge yet, you could still win the 50 bucks for Zapardos every week. Uh, go sign up. Go to our website, bayou957.com, and click on our King of the Bayou box. ninety five point seven New Orleans only classic rock station good morning I'm John Osterlin let's do a, a, a segment that we uh, we call old people news because old people don't make the news that much and when they when they do make headlines it's usually interesting. 82-year-old New Hampshire man recovering after being shot while hunting with his 82-year-old hunting pal. This happened in New Hampshire. I don't know if 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 you have an eighty three year old in your life, and they tell you they're going hunting with their eighty two year old friend, is is that something you would be um a bit worried about? An eighty two year old man is recovering after he was shot in New Hampshire while hunting with his uh. 83 year old hunting companion So look I'm 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 all for hunting hunting is cool but if you've got an 80 82 year old in your life and they say they're going hunting with their 83 year old hunting companion would 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 you want to follow them would you want to go and 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 just to to keep an eye on things it depends on their hunting
3: experience see even though they're in their 80s that doesn't mean it was hunting for a long time this could have been their first hunting trip we don't we really don't know
2: no well no they've 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 hunted before together it's the the 82 year old said the 83 year old is his hunting companion um
3: so what you think they had bad eyes and one thought the other one was a uh, uh the game.
2: No that that it didn't happen like that. How did it happen? The 82-year-old hunter was shot by his 83-year-old hunting companion as the as the 83-year-old hunting companion's rifle was being placed into the vehicle
3: ah. that they
2: took to go hunting. So they didn't
3: even get to the hunting ground. This this happened in the vehicle.
2: Well, I th- I think they went hunting. This happened this past Saturday, Coleman. And it happened at about five o'clock in the afternoon. Which oh, so they were leaving then. Which tells me they already hunted. Which I would I would assume. I'm I'm speculating here. I, I I guess if it's five in the afternoon, they already did their hunting, and they were getting back into the car when the when the when the eighty-three-year-old hunter's gun rifle uh went off as the rifle was being placed into the vehicle. That's that's what it. That's what it says in the in the police report. Don't they have like
3: um protocols or something? Like you don't put a loaded gun in the car, you remove your ammunition and put it somewhere separate, you don't just put it in the vehicle like that. Maybe they didn't follow the proper procedures and that's what happened.
2: Well, as the as the eighty three year old Hunter's gun rifle was being placed in the vehicle, it went off, the bullet traveled across the passenger side of the vehicle through the leg of the 82-year-old man who was sitting in the driver's seat. Are they still friends? I think so.
3: Okay. You you wouldn't take it personally. Like, if we were on a hunting trip and I accidentally shot you in the leg, but you knew it was an accident, you wouldn't hold that against me, right?
2: No, as long as I knew it was an accident.
3: Because <laughs> who's to say for sure? That would be kind of suspicious. I've been dealing with this guy for 50 years. Maybe if I take him on his hunting trip and one of us don't come back,
2: nobody would know. But this is what happened when an 82-year-old man went hunting with his 83-year-old hunting companion. Uh, again, the 83-year-old was was putting the gun in the car. And and when he did that, when he when he when he put the rifle in the car, that it went off and and it shot the 82-year-old man in the leg who was sitting in the passenger seat. So this is a hunting accident that happened inside the car.
3: <laughs> so it didn't happen on a
2: right, it didn't happen
3: while they were hunting, it happened after the hunt.
2: This hmm. is this is this is old people news Coleman.
3: I'm quite sure it's happened to younger hunters before, maybe not in the car, but
2: I'm just trying to think what I would do if there was an 82-year-old hunter in my life that said, okay, have a good day. I'm going hunting with my 83-year-old hunting companion. You make it seem like they were hunting with walkers.
3: Clearly, they had a vehicle, so one of them knew how to drive. They made it to their location, so they... they what I'm saying is, they seem capable. Even though they're in their eighties, they seem like capable people.
2: And it happened at five o'clock in the afternoon, which leads me to believe it happened after they yeah. had already hunted.
3: Yeah, it's not like they're in there hunting and they have to put on their bifocals and they have to roll out there with a a, a, a jitterbug and a wheelchair and all that a hover round.
2: Well, and the good news about this story is that the uh, the 82 year old hunter who was shot in the leg, um. It was a serious injury, but not life threatening, and they're saying that this incident remains under investigation. These are these are New Hampshire, eighty plus year old hunters, and that's that's old people news, because again, you know, usually when you're in your eighties, you're not making headlines. But these two guys in their 80s, they they happen to make this headline. All right, coming up. I still got the dumbest thing I read all morning. And I got to tell you about the intervention they pulled on the actor who played Tony Soprano. He wasn't happy about it. And I'll tell you what happened at this intervention. Next, here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. So, I loved The Sopranos television show. And I just read where, during that show's run, some people from HBO, the network it was on, they, them, along with the star of the show, James Gandolfini, who played Tony Soprano. They, along with Gandolfini, some of his family members and close friends. They did an intervention on on the actor because he had a cocaine issue. Hmm. I, I mean, you look back now. I mean, he, he he had a heart attack at 51 years old that killed him. But during The Sopranos, a few people from HBO, along with a, a couple of his family members and close friends, they tried staging an intervention in his apartment in New York City. He walked in and he saw his family members, his close friends, and a couple of people from HBO there, he looked around and he told them all to go bleep off. He said, "He said bleep you all, and he walked right out. And he, and, and he also said, he said, I dare you to fire me. He looked at a couple of people from HBO, and he said, I dare you to fire me, bleep you, and he walked out. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. That was how how, that was how James Gandolfini's intervention went.
3: How do you how do you not think it was a surprise party? Why did did they tell him it was an intervention after they got there? That's why he said
2: bleep off. People who have people Coleman who have a problem with drugs and or alcohol, and they walk into a place and they see the closest people that are to them all sitting around together. They know immediately, because they're not the ones who set this up. They're thinking, why are why why uh, are a few of my family members and my closest friends and some people that I work with, why are they all here together in my living room right now? It doesn't take them long to figure out, oh, Jesus, they're here to tell me something that I don't want to hear.
3: uh-huh. I don't know if I was HBO, I would have fired him just to show him. I know that the I know that the Sopranos was a hit TV show, this, that, and the other. But if he if he was putting there if he was putting his own life at risk, and then he told me to bleep you, I dare you to fire me. I probably would have done
2: it just to no, show. No, you would not. Not not if if at that particular moment, the Sopranos was the biggest show on television. It was still in production. You're you're not gonna fire the star of. Your biggest show, uh, because he has a cocaine issue, you're oh, you're, okay. you're you're not going to do that. So you're, you're going to try him... to help him. Yeah, but... that's what they tried to do. They tried to help him, but he was putting the he was putting the show at risk by snorting the coke and stuff. You just ended the show by firing him. You just ended all of those people's livelihoods. Okay, but then why had the intervention in the first place then? Well, they 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 wanted to help him. Because they they knew he had a he had a problem with cocaine, so I guess they kind of enabled him. Then they they
3: had this intervention. Well, and then he was like, "Screw you, bleep you, I dare you to fire me." And then they just let him continue. They're like, "All right, well, if he dies, he dies. I guess we're just gonna keep cashing
2: in until he croaks," which is pretty much what they did. Yeah, they kept cashing well, in until he croaked. That's how the intervention of the actor who played Tony Soprano went. While wow, that show was still going. And while it was on the top, uh, doing great with 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 viewers, um, it's crazy
3: how actors go from I need to get this job, I had to score this audition, to later down the line, like I
2: dare you to fire me. I you need me more than I need you. It's what happens when you have one of the biggest shows on television going. That's what happens. Uh, coming up next, I got the dumbest thing I read all morning, and this morning is another uh, another morning where I had, to, I had to go through a couple of these, and it's what this person did on Facebook that was the dumbest thing I read all morning, and that's next, here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. I love Alice in Chains, and I I just saw a a poll somewhere online and it asked people who's the best grunge band and it listed it listed the four big Seattle grunge bands it listed Nirvana Alice in Chains Soundgarden and Pearl Jam and guess which band had the highest percentage of people saying that they were the best grunge band out of out of those out of those four those those were the big four obviously nirvana right yeah it wasn't even close <laughs> i think 57 percent of the people and thousands and thousands of people voted i think 57 percent of the people said nirvana um alice in change came in second around 17 or 18 percent and then just below that was pearl jam and then just below that was soundgarden I I love all four of those bands. I I don't know. I, if you if you ask me to pick one, I I don't I don't know if I could. I mean, there are things that I really really love about Nirvana and Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. But don't ask me to 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 pick which one that I like best. I mean, if I was stuck somewhere and I could only listen to one of those bands, for the rest of my life, which one would it be? It that that might be Pearl Jam just because they have so much more music than all of the other bands. Um but I but I I really I love all four of those bands. I, I, I think I think they're all great bands. I hate it when people make you make you pick. It's like when you're when you're on Facebook and it says one of these has to go and it puts up Four delicious things to eat. It's like, well, what do you mean one of these has to go? Why does it have to go? Where's it going?
3: I always comment all four of them could go. Hmm.
2: All right, it's the John Osterlin Morning Show, and it's that time of our show where I tell you the dumbest thing I read all morning. Speaking of Nirvana. I accidentally put my baby up for sale on Facebook. A bungling mom from England accidentally put her baby up for sale while trying to sell her sofa. (laughs) How, How do you get your baby and your sofa confused? Well this woman in England did, Coleman. And on the post, on the Facebook post, she insisted that the tot needed to go today. Her name is Lucy Battle. She'd been trying to sell the old two-seater couch. Wait a minute. A two-seat couch is a love seat. She tried selling a love seat when she accidentally included a picture of her son, the mum. That's what they call mothers in England. She posted pictures of the brown love seat, but didn't realize that she included uh, her son smiling in the post. The mother is 20 years old. Oh, my Jesus. Lucy. I guess that's legal. And she posted the picture of the 7-month-old, her son, on her local Facebook for sale group and didn't realize her mistake until it had received hundreds of comments. She, uh, once this got into the media in England and they contacted her, she said I just somehow managed to upload the wrong photo when I was choosing them from my camera roll. And unfortunately, uh, I posted a picture of my son Oscar.
3: Well, how much Oscar was going for in the Facebook marketplace?
2: Not much, because it doesn't sound like a brown love seat costs that much, <laughs> does it, Coleman? <laughs> She said, uh, it worked out, though, because one of the messages was someone actually inquiring about the sofa. But most of them were people making jokes about me giving away my son. She I wasn't giving the son away. She w- It was on sale. Yeah. The difference. She said, I didn't expect it to go so far. Uh, now, look, we all know there are fact checkers on Facebook. And there's, I know a lot of people that don't agree with with the fact checkers. I I I I don't think selling a seven month old boy on on Facebook, I I don't think that would get past the the fact checkers. Maybe 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 it would. I know you said we can't sell babies. Yeah, we're not allowed to sell on babies Facebook, on but Facebook. But I'm thinking, why is it
3: you can put a baby up for adoption, but you can't sell it? Isn't that like the same thing? Wouldn't if you're gonna
2: give a baby away? Shouldn't you might as well get paid for it? No. Well, if you put a baby up for adoption, you have to go through specific, certain places. Okay. You 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 can't just put a a, a child on Facebook with a for sale sign underneath of them. You, I know you, you, some parents
3: wish they could. Oh, these
2: kids, they driving me nuts. Um. Yeah, some of the comments underneath underneath that were really good. Uh one commenter asked, Can I swap for a teenager? Um <laughs> I'm probably
3: I'm sure her face her Facebook post with the baby is being dinged by the FBI for child trafficking or something like that. Human trafficking.
2: <laughs> yeah, well the um she she made a mistake and she Quickly realized it, and 20-year-old Lucy Battle from England, her, her seven-month-old son, Oscar, is still with her. And uh, How about that? Becoming a mother before you're holding up the drink. I don't know if the love seat has sold or not. It looks comfortable, actually, the photo she posted. So the um. that woman who said, I accidentally put my baby up for sale on Facebook. That's the dumbest thing I read all morning. Think about that. That's just dumb. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?